Welcome to CPG Vibes. No script, just chat. We talk all things food and beverage and so much more. Feel our vibe and search for CPG Vibes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure to give us a five-star review. If you'd like to sponsor our show with your product or service or be a guest, email us at cpgvibes100 at gmail.com. Now your hosts, me, Alex Bear with Genius Juice and Wade Yeti. All right, welcome to episode 83, on our way to 100 of CPG Vibes. We are here, first day of September, certainly not the last day, I think. And uh, my birthday is in two days. That's just a PSA in the very beginning of the show. 9-3 is my birthday. So besides that, nothing else going on. Wade, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy, busy, hectic uh week it's flown by but uh looking forward to a long weekend and i'm sure you are too right even uh birthday weekend labor day weekend labor day birthday uh golf the biggest tournament of the year for my golf group is tomorrow at the busiest most popular course um in southern california it's like an 80 year old course called rancho park it's in santa monica and it's like right in the middle of like hell you know, it's like like twist and metal and traffic and, you know, metro and everything. And you have Pico Boulevard and you remember these streets when you're in yep. L.A. And right in the middle of all the, this mesh of traffic and horns um, and honking, there is a beautiful golf course, you know. So um, it's impossible to get a tee time there. Uh, the last time I played there was five months ago and uh, turn this off. And so, yeah, so we're really excited for that. And, uh, you know, what's really interesting, though, is one thing is that we haven't really done a show in a long time with just us two. No, so, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've been a while. you I was going to say you've done one without me and uh, we've had numerous <laughs> guests. Right. We've had numerous guests, but I don't think uh, I, I don't think I, I I'd have to look at the calendar and I don't want to do that. But uh, it's been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. So it's, it's kind of fun. It, it's uh, it's a nice way to kick off the weekend. Um, yeah. You know what? Another way, good way to kick off the weekend mm-hmm. is is to uh, sponsor the show. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and if you want to do that, you can email right there, cpgvibes100 at gmail.com. We'll get you all the information on how you can sponsor this lovely affair, and uh, we appreciate it. This week we don't have a sponsor. Uh, Alex and I, you know, flying solo. We thought it'd be a good just we'll just mellow and uh, just just chat. And uh, look for some input from the Sean Bergs, Gavin Conkles, and Stephanie Hueys of the world. What do you think? Sounds like a good plan to me. And I just did some fact checking. The last time that we had no guest was on June 2nd for episode 70. So it's been three solid months. I was going to say three months. That's crazy. That's crazy to think. Yeah, it's crazy. Time flies, as they say. But I think, you know, um, we're shaking the rust off as we speak. We got this because it's interesting. With no guest, we need to carry the show, which we <laughs> usually don't. We have the guest carry the show. I'm just kidding, partially. Um, so it's cool. We get to talk about whatever the hell we want. No script, just chat. Uh, we're going to answer a lot more questions, and we're going to be shouting out a lot more comments. We're going to be focusing even more on the community for this show. We're going to talk about current events. And, uh, you know, again, no prep at all. We actually hopped on at 2.31 p.m. 
when the show was supposed to start at two thirty. So that tells you no prep was done at all. Zero prep. Zero prep. Yeah. But that's that's the way the show is built organically, right? So exactly. I know I, I know uh, I, I'm going to leave the uh, sponsor, sponsorship link there, but, uh, you know, I know one of the things you've been busy with is, is the shot. So I'm sure everyone's interested to know how that's going. You know, I, I've seen a couple posts, um, but, you know, it, it, my time on LinkedIn is, is such a fraction of what it used to be. It's just just been so busy uh, mm-hmm. work. And then after work, there's now that we're homeowners again, there's a lot more involved. You don't just, you know there's a lot more going on. So uh, I, I'm not on LinkedIn as much as I used to be. And so I'm, I'm a little bit behind. So I try and pop in, but you've been busy selling shots, you know, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies, knocking on doors. T- give us an update. How's it going? Where are you at? What's going on? Yeah. So the uh, production was about three weeks ago. So um, we had a delay on our coffee shot for those that are ordering it. You realize that the coffee shot is not available but the chocolate and chocolate raspberry are. Um, The hardest part has been that we're we're getting into a ton of coffee shops and we love coffee shops. The velocities are really good. We love meeting with the owners. They're super loyal. They're very nice. They're excited. They put it right in the bowl of ice and all that good stuff. But it takes a tremendous amount of follow-up to get it, you know, because they've said yes two months ago, three months ago, right? And then I come back in there and they're like, who are you again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The genius guy, yeah, the shot. That's right. Because they're so busy on a day-to-day basis. So it's almost like you have to resell them on the shot and go back in like almost fresh and be like, remember me, the shot is now out. It's on the trucks on our, with our distributor. So go ahead and order. And what we've been doing, which has been a really good move, is we're carrying shots on us. So in the car, we put it on ice. And so what we do is say, hey, you know, as a thank you for bringing it in, here's a free bowl. Um, ice is on you. The ice is not included, but here's the free bowl. Here's a few shots, start selling it through. And as soon as it sells through, go ahead and order from the distributor. So it's almost like a semi free fill, but it gets things going without giving them an entire case. We just give them like four bottles, put in the bowl and then we're good. And then we're making a little sign to clip onto the bowl to tell people that are in line what the shots are for. So anyway, long story short, uh, we've launched into probably about 35 or 40 coffee shops so far. We have another 100 to get to that have said yes. It's me and my territory sales manager, and we're covering everywhere from Santa Barbara down to Chula Vista. So uh, a lot of ground to cover, a lot of driving, a lot of reminding. The other thing that we're discovering is that, God bless some coffee shops are great, but grab-and-go beverages is not their main source of revenue. It's coffee and matcha lattes and all that, all that stuff and beans and all that stuff. And so they're not tremendously focused on grab and go. So when they sell out, sometimes they forget to order. And distributors can only do so much because they carry 3000 SKUs. So we need to go back in there and remind them. So I'm actually considering, this is still very early stage, but if you're interested, we may be hiring a part-time sales manager. Wouldn't pay a tremendous amount, it's part-time, okay? But we'd love to get someone out there in SoCal to work a few days a week, get to some of these coffee shops, make sure they order, make sure it's on the shelf, make sure it's on the front counter. So if you're interested, just reach out to me, alex at geniusjuice.com. We could use some coverage in Orange County and Wade's old stomping grounds in San Diego. San Diego Diego County. So 
yeah, that's and obviously that's a lot of ground to cover there, especially not so much geogra- geographically as much as it is, you know, with traffic and, you know, all the uh, stop and go that that happens. Yep. So that's yep. that's interesting. So, um, well, let's let's go through some of the comments because I've, I've got some questions for you. So we're going to reverse roles a little bit here. But we've got I, I mentioned Sean, Gavin and Stephanie. Uh, we've got Laurel, Laurel on here. What's and, up, Laurel? Uh, we've got. Uh, Annie Wu's on here. It's good to see her back on the East Coast. Um, she's she's congratulating you on the shot. So thank you. What what I wanted to uh, what I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about is is correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Genius Juice doesn't have a big uh, huge presence in coffee shops, right? I mean, I know you have a little bit, but it's not certainly isn't the forte. So my question is is how um, you these are all for the most part new contacts right and and it's all been your grind your your team's grind getting out there and and doing that so i guess i I wanted to hear a little bit about that as far as differentiating the road to genius juice and where it's at currently versus the shots and and how you've had to grow you mentioned those 35 doors uh or 35 coffee shops and the 100 more what have you to go not to mention retail which we haven't talked about a little bit but the compare contrast the two what you're doing versus you know where genius juice is yeah i mean as everyone most people know we have our smoothie line which has been out for you know 10 years and we're actually putting that line on hold for right now um, i haven't done a, a full public announcement on it but we're looking to bring it back at some point in a smaller format maybe in a can we don't know yet but um, we like to drop the price considerably on the on the product to so two ninety nine, three ninety nine, and th- and our model before was go to the major distributors, go to the major retailers, go mass market, go conventional, go to club store. The I think what you're asking is like how is it how was it different from before to now, and how we're changing the business model, right? With our, with and, our and and how you're establishing these new contacts, right? And these new contacts, right, right. Yeah. So I'll answer the, the first question first is uh, we've shifted gears and pivoted to going to all independents, natural stores. I think the biggest store we want to get into as far as number uh, number of locations in SoCal is Whole Foods. That's like the biggest one we're approaching, which is like 61 locations across SOPAC. And we love partnerships like Jimbo's, right? Or Mother's Market or Erewhon or Lazy Acres. Um, because it doesn't, you know, there's, there's sometimes some of them have fees, but long-term it's not expensive to be in there and it's also a natural fit. And so it's two prong. We're looking at the natural stores and really just going where we know the product will sell. We don't have to work super hard. We do some demos in the beginning to kickstart it, but eventually people just get it and they keep buying it as a daily type of regimen, right? A daily ritual for our shot. That's our goal. Then the other prong is coffee shops, but third wave coffee shops. So not, you know, uh, I would love to be in Starbucks, obviously, but we're not going for Starbucks type shops. We're going for the really high end, bougie, you know, those kind of shops, um, you know, like Bear Coast Coffee, Intelligentsia, um, uh, what's it called? Dark, Dark Horse Roastery down in San Diego, mm-hmm. all those guys. Those are, that's the bread and butter because, Vive, I give them huge credit, uh, the wellness shot really paved the way to prove out that wellness shots do well in coffee shops because it's a grab and go. It's an incremental buy. 
you use it later. You don't mix it with your coffee. You have your coffee, you have your pastry, and you have a shot later for a boost later. So that's been our strategy is we don't want to have a ton of chargebacks. We work with all local distributors that are incredibly loyal, incredibly nice. They work hard. There's no bullshit chargebacks, right? There's no surprises unless we do something wrong on our side. And they're, um, and they're coming through and they care about us. I can call the owner. They pick up the phone. So that's how they, that's our different strategy now. And it's less about building it to 10 million right now and more about let's do 1 million and be profitable with great partners and great locations carrying the shots. Now, the second question is about um, how we're really knocking down those doors and how we're building the relationships. The one of the things that I discovered um, is it's really hard to get to the owner of a coffee shop because they're never there. And they typically coffee shop owners are very passionate, right? As you know, because you're, you're a restaurant owner and you're very passionate about what goes on the counters, what goes on the walls, what's on the menu, cooking things, you know, trying yourself. So general managers typically don't make the decision. The owner does. And the owners may be there 10 percent of the time uh, unless they're there all the time, which is rare. And so the biggest, the hardest part has been going back to these locations over and over and over again without annoying them, but stopping by to catch the owner. But when I do get the owner in front of me and I present the opportunity, I present how unique the product is. I present data behind how well shots typically do in the coffee shops. I tend to have at least a 70% close rate with the owner because I'm speaking owner to owner. We want to add value to them without taking away what they already offer, right? So yeah, so that's really been the strategy. It's taken six months to close 150 accounts on coffee shops because we only have two people. But you know, our goal is to build really valuable partnerships with these coffee shops where it's quality over quantity. You know, If we can get each coffee shop to put it into a bowl, put it on the shelf and really support us as a partner and get their customers in line to buy it, the velocity is nuts for each coffee. I mean, there are two, three, four cases a week, as long as they're displaying it and telling their customers about it, which is typically what coffee shops do. They're more loyal to their partners. And one last thing I'll say, because I'm blabbing, what I love about independence and coffee shops, you're not dealing with 10 different shots on the shelf. Now, it's okay to have that. You know, some other stores have that, like Erewhon, Mothers and all Like They have like five shots or six shots. We still do. We would do well. We would do well there. But what I love most about coffee shops is we're either the only shot or there's one other one. There's one for immunity and then there's a genius one more for cognitive focus and energy. So I love that there's not a lot to pick from. So they're going to by default pick ours. And it's also a great marketing tool for our brand since customers see the product at a local coffee shop then they cross shop at Jimbo's right down the street. And they go, oh, you know what? I got the genius shot from my local coffee shop. Let me go buy to Jimbo's. So I, I love that element too of our strategy. And then, so um, price point wise, where 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 are you seeing it fall? I mean, I mean, I know you have an SRP, but what are you seeing actually out there that coffee shops implementing? So um, it ranges. Um, there's some coffee shops that are at six dollars for a bottle. Uh, other ones they're at four dollars per bottle. Um, so, I mean, our price, we tell the coffee shops just line price it with Vive or with Lumen or with Salty, you know, and if they don't have a coffee shop in there, uh, um, uh, sorry, a shot in there, then just price it at five bucks or four bucks. Six dollars is a little steep. That kind of scares right. me. 
because now you're talking a big cup of coffee costs less than a little shot, right? So if we can be priced at the same or less than a, than a cup of coffee and or line price, that's our goal. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and um, remind me your, your pack, is it too wide and then six deep or yeah, I can actually, uh, uh, so this is it. So this, this is the closed the closed case. So it, you know, it hasn't been, you know, how you tear it off the perforation for display. Yep. But it's uh yeah, it's two, it's uh two wide and then six deep on each side. It displays 12. And uh, we like to make it more narrow like this because right. when you start looking at Jimbo's mother's air one, they've limited space. And like, I just like, if I were a retailer, I would not like having four across, you know, like for each skew, it just takes up so much space. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to figure out. So uh, we've got some comments, comments here. Uh, Gavin says he'd slam a shot, then drink the coffee. And I, I think he's talking about a genius shot. I don't know if he's talking about Bailey's or maybe both. Uh, yeah, both. a little bit of both. Uh, and, that, and that's a good point is that you can, in a black cup of coffee, you can mix in a chocolate raspberry genius shot, which has chocolate, raspberry, obviously, MCT oil, inulin. It makes it more thick and creamy. You right. can boost your coffee with functional mushrooms and chocolate with some coconut sugar from the shot. And it makes it taste like almost like a latte with functional mushrooms. It's pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. And then Marcy... Uh, who you ran into last weekend and you sent mm -hmm. me a nice picture of. Uh, Thank you says, so much, Marcy, for coming yeah, by. Shots reduced guilt from coffee habit. Uh, Rich, Rich checking in. Can't wait to try the shots. Gavin saying 70% gets you first ballot Hall of Fame in the big leagues. Um, and then some, right? Um, I think yep. we just answered this question about how much space it takes up in the cooler. Um, 399 is a no-brainer. Here's a big one. I'll let you read that one. All right. So we got GK here. So Alex, once you have a great, this is Gavin. Once you have a great relationship with a keychain, you should see if you can get hands on their transactions and see if they're selling the same amount of coffee and shots as a new piece of revenue for them. I think that the way that we would approach that, we first make sure that it does well. Like I would take like the top 10%, right? I would, you know, and right now we have um, great accounts like in Torrance, Redondo Beach, because people know me and they go there and they buy it. And uh, Vive basically started in, in Redondo Beach. The owner was here. So they, they got shots first before anywhere else in, in the country. So what we would do is make sure it sells well. And then it's step by step, right? Crawl, walk, run, right? Yeah, you get in the door, you get it on the shelf, make sure it does well. They get excited about it. And you come back and say, hey, is this something maybe you can mention where if someone gets a certain item on the menu, like a black cup of coffee or even, you know, a cappuccino or whatever it is and say, how about you put a genius, you boost your coffee with some genius. And maybe they can do a deal, right? Instead of three, four, five dollars, they, they sell it for, you know, three dollars or something if you buy coffee with it. And so you actually put the shot in the coffee and it's kind of like this boost. And a lot of um, a lot of juice shops do this, right? You notice that, like juice crafters and all these really high-end shops where they have on the menu, boost it with mushrooms, boost it with, you know, um, whatever. Wheatgrass, blue-green yep. algae, you know, all this stuff. So I think there is a market there. And I would love to test it at one of our, you know, best coffee shops. So good so question. Annie wants to know what your rationale is between behind starting the shots with coffee shops versus expanding your product lines where the rest of your products are already, or is that happening as well? 
it's happening strategically in the in the retail partnerships where we know that the product will sell and we can also hedge our risk. So just because, you know, at some point before we were in natural grocers with our shots doesn't mean that we're going to rush to launch in natural or I'm sorry, with our smoothies. We're not going to rush to launch our shots in natural grocers because number one, um, it's far away, right? We can't go in there. You know, um, we don't we don't know if it's on shelf or not. You know, it, it gets really difficult if you can't merchandise it when it's a brand new item. It's also very hard to do demos as well. It's hard to build a local partnership when they're in another state. So for the better part of, I would say, a year and a half, maybe even two years, Wade, we're just going to dig deep in SoCal. Be super patient, super patient, and uh, just really get a lot of data. I also think we need to come up with a fourth flavor at some point, you know, maybe a little different mm -hmm. from the other three, because the three of them are like chocolate based, maybe have a different one with a little bit of a different twist to it for those that don't want the chocolate one. And just uh, make sure that it's stabilized locally. But we definitely, you know, as far as all the big retailers, the Kroger's, the, um, you know, Albertsons, Target, Costco, nowhere near even close to being in those stores, um, nor would we want to only because our product is more specialized towards certain markets, uh, being a nootropic, being a functional mushroom. Um, eventually, you know, I think one other area that we have not been in before that there is a potential future for it is convenience stores. But we'd have to be shelf stable, to be honest, because convenience stores just... They do sure. not know where to put those shots when it's, you know, like how in convenience stores, you have a little, a little plastic slot, right? The shots just don't go in there. It's in the box is too big for them. So if we can get it shelf stable, I think putting it on the front counter next to a five hour energy in test markets could be something interesting. But again, this is way off in the future. And, and how is the shelf life of the product currently? Right now it's uh, six months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've got a good, I, I was just going to say the other thing with convenience stores is I imagine the rotation there is atrocious, right? Because so much, so much of their business, I'm, I'm assuming this, I don't know this, but I'm, I'm assuming is uh, DSD and people are stocking those coolers for them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but if, if they're doing stocking, I can't imagine they're doing a good job with the rotation, but uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know enough about C stores, but I know that I mentioned this brand before, which is controversial, but you know, the feel free, right? The one that has Kratom in it. There's one also now without Kratom, right? That has Kavaru because Kratom has been under um, some scrutiny, you know, um, and the jury's still out on that. But the main thing is they have two lines now, and feel free does extremely well as a grab and go in convenience stores and 7 Eleven as a shelf, shelf stable shot. Um, and I think. Like when you look at it, no one's really disrupted five hour energy for years, for like 10, 15 years. So I see something there. But again, to take on someone like them, to be on the shelf with them, to be competing with their reps, with their DSD partners, you got to be ready. You got to have the money. You got to have the staff. You can't just blast in a thousand 7-Elevens and expect it to sell. You got to support it, which goes back to my original point that I think um, Annie asked um, here is just take your time. Like this is, this is a time in the industry, not to freaking rush going into all these new stores. Like take your time, 
especially if, um, you know, whether you have investors or uh, that are patient or you don't have investors, there's no real rush um, because you got to do it right from a margin standpoint, from a distribution standpoint, um, make sure that you're in the right markets. Yeah, you can't rush this game. Right. And it, it, it's, it's the saying, I think I've said it here before, it's uh, dirt foot, do it right the first time. Right. And, uh, you know, so, so crawl, walk, run, all that good stuff. Uh, it, it just brings to mind, you know, it's one of the challenges that I've seen happen. Uh, I won't say more often than not, but quite a bit frequently is with new items. Um, and, and especially talking about bigger distributors. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you get a new item on the shelf and if velocity ex- exceeds what the uh, planned demand or your forecast was, there's a there's a big spell or potentially a big spell of of waiting for that product to come in and and replenish. And you know, as a new product, a new brand, what have you, that's one of the biggest no nos you can have, right? If if somebody grabs it, they come back. You know, you want to be to your point, piece. You know, top of mind. I'm going in, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it. The last thing you want, and, and I know, you know, you, you've shared in the past some, some history with Genius Juice that that was one of the things where you're out of stock for a while. And, and when that happens, it's, it's just death, right? I mean, it's just, it's not good. Exactly. And I think like, um, you know, on the, on the topic of merchandising, it's a, how do I put this? It's a really harsh reality that you, you, you can't, depend on the stores to stock it all the time. It's just the reality of not enough people stock on the shelf, 15,000 SKUs, 20,000 SKUs, things that are turning fast, things that are turning slow. So that's the reality of our space. Unless you're in, you know, a local retailer that just the owner knows you or something and they're going to stock it up. But if you're launching in, you know, 500 doors nationally, like a Target or whatever it is, it's, re- it's just, it's not realistic that they're going to stock all the time and you're going to be out, there's going to be voids. You're going to lose money because of that. Your velocity averages will go down. So that's the sad reality of this industry, which always has bothered me, but it's just the reality of getting a product into any major retailer. And so you have to hire people, you know, and if you're in multiple States, you have to hire people in different States. And then you start going to base makers or dirty hands where they do it, but they're not cheap, right? They cost a lot of money. And, you know, they're good for what they do, but they're not perfect because they have like 15 brands, right? Or 20 brands. So it's hard for them to focus on you as well. So it becomes a game of who has the most money, who has the most resources, who has the most people. And that's how you, at this point in the game, how you're winning most, unless you're just this breakout brand that's doing amazing on a shelf with social media, like Coconut Cold or Midday Squares. It's just hard to build your brand in that environment, which is why we're not going that route. We're just going where we know we can manage it. We know we're not going to have major out of stocks. And the owner of a coffee shop is more likely to restock the product because they have eight SKUs, not 8,000. And they love us, you know, and they're appreciative that we post on Instagram about them. So there's a, a couple of comments here that I'd love to, to get through. Um, there's yeah. one, Stephanie, This we're, we're already in there. So Stephanie mentioned... Mandarin coffee stand. So they're in Pasadena. They're actually coincidentally uh, right near the new Airwan in Pasadena. That's opening. And they're right near a Tesla charging station, which I've been to. Um, <laughs> that's how I found them, actually. And um, I spoke to uh, Sherry, um, I believe is her name. So um, so it, it have um, 
Stephanie's in NorCal, so they it, they're it's it's that big. They're they're in SoCal and NorCal both. She she might have visited them in Pasadena since she knows we're in LA. She knows, you know, I'm not sure, but a wonderful neighborhood multi-roaster coffee stand. Yeah, I mean, this is maybe maybe they are in NorCal as well, but I went to the one in Pasadena and we got it in. And they're kind of in this, like they have a bunch of different stores around them. It's in a plaza. Um, so that's a good recommendation. And then they rabbit hole roasters, another one. But it's it's cool because there's over 1,200 coffee shops in Southern California. That's what I love too. So the other thing I'll mention without going on a, on a whole entire speech is like, if someone says no, you just go to the next one. Right. But if someone's, if a major retailer says no, you're like, dude, I have to wait half a year or a year to get in. And there's not that many major retailers that can carry my product. It's a long wait. So anyway, there's benefits to both because you launch a major retailer, you get 500 stores, you know, or five, 400. Um, Anyway, what other uh, comments do we have going yeah, on? Ga Gavin talking about how tough retail merchandising is. Even when you think you're good, you can be better. Or the ex expectations from the retailer rise. No question. No question at all. Yeah. Um, Even so with Stephanie, a brand that financed, it's still tough. Yeah. Stephanie did clarify it's only SoCal. So, yep. Talking the same one there. And then um, I'm not sure. Uh, I can't quite tell who this is, but which distributors specialize in coffee, coffee shops? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so the one that we are with is Shoreline Distribution. Uh, they started in somewhere around Long Beach and they're in Los Alamitos. Um, great people over there. Kevin Friend, that's his actual name, Kevin Friend. And also Jordan Brown, um, who manages their sales nationally. Uh, just great, great people. And Kyle, um, the CEO there. So they picked us up from the beginning when we were nothing, when we just had a bottle with no label. And we just went in there and told them the vision and we started closing accounts. And their, their team has been really hands-on. I'm very impressed. Like their sales team is going out, helping us close accounts, following up with accounts. They're available by text. A lot of salespeople don't want vendors texting them because it's just too much. So they're really taking great care of us. And then what's so cool is that the Coffee Fest, you know, the one they have yearly and um, it's Orange County and LA Convention Center. They had us at their booth with a little stand with a logo. And that was really, really nice of them. Um, and then the other coffee distributor is also Beyond the Grind. Um, you may have heard of them. I, uh, it sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Yeah. BTG, they call them. So there are the other biggie that's down here. And then LAD, which I'm sure you've definitely heard of, LA Distribution. Um, they yeah. also are starting to break into coffee shops. They mostly do like independents and eateries, Bristol, Lazy acres, but they're starting to break into coffee shops. But Shoreline and Beyond the Grind are the two, to me, the two best in Southern California. And Annie mentioned High Touch. Uh, High Touch does not do coffee shops currently. Um, they do, they do at least for right now. Um, they got their investment, as you know, um, when, you know, Danny Stepper came on our show yeah. and talked about uh, LA Libations investing in High Touch. And now they're called High Touch Libations, I believe. They do, um, as you know, they do Jimbo's, they do Mother's Market, Lazy Acres, Whole Foods, Fraser Farms, soon, Erwan. Um, and then they're starting with their investment uh, from LA Libations. They're getting into Albertsons, Vaughn's Pavilions, which is really, and also Ralph's, I believe. Wow. So they're starting to break into more of the conventional 
um, as well. So shout out to Czar uh, and James over at High Touch. Good people. Good people. Yeah. Marcy, Marcy says you should connect with Robert O'Quinn. Okay. That's a lot of great. I love this. This is like a coffee shop hour. Um, <laughs> so uh, Pendleton uses Shoreline too. Okay. I'm, I'm going down to uh, San Diego next week for my, uh, for my route. So uh, she's talking about Camp Pendleton, by the Camp way. Pendleton. Pendleton. Don't know. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, yep. the army base, it's a military base. So thank you. you know, and speaking of which I can, I can, I guess I can officially announce, I will be making an appearance in California in November. Uh, nice. we're going to, yeah, yeah, we're going to be coming out, uh, coming out last year. We did Christmas, uh, with our daughter out there this year, we're going to come out around Thanksgiving. So still working through details and all that good stuff, but, uh, probably, uh, looks like we'll be staying somewhere around, uh, we stayed in, uh, Carlsbad village last time, uh, because you know, that's where we lived mm-hmm. and, uh, we just, we love it so much. Um, this year, I think, uh, probably staying around Encinitas Lucati area. So, Oh, uh, love that. Love that area. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're looking forward to it and, uh, yeah, it's only a couple months away. It'll be here before we know it. Cool, man. We're definitely going to meet up. I'll, you know, I'll, I'm down there all the time. So I'll definitely come down and we can meet up, uh, bring the, the wife and baby. So good right stuff, on. man. And you're yeah. so it's basically through like through Thanksgiving ish around. It's, I think we're coming out, uh, without having it in front of me, we're coming out either the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving and flying back, either Saturday or I it's four or five days, something like that. So I think we're flying back Saturday. I think cool. I'm not sure. I have to look. So, okay. Yeah. We're looking okay. forward to it. It's, it's been a minute. So uh, it'll, it'll be nice to see everybody and catch up and uh, all that good stuff. So yeah. Uh, Ari, Ari Roz for sure. He, you know, he'd be on your list to meet up with. I think a good idea too, is they got to have a segment with you uh, on BevNet for sure. And they're one of their offices is in San Diego. Right. So maybe you can go down there for a little in-person interview or something. Yeah. Send them a note. Yeah. 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 We'll see. There's, we'll, we'll talk more about it as it gets closer for sure. Uh, Gavin, Alex, they're consistent. No, you're getting from coffee shops. I'd see this as a value add with limited space. Is there a consistent? No, you're getting from the coffee shops. Is he asking, am I hearing? No. I'm not understanding the question. I, I was going to say, I'm not clear either. I don't know if it's uh if, if, so oh, it's telling I, I, you no. If yeah, maybe like, you no, re, is there a reason? Is there a reason? Like, yeah, what is the no? Yeah. So the number one no that I get is get the hell out, get the hell out of my shop. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the number one no that I get is we uh, we want to offer items that are branded to us. Like they're more like they want to offer their own coffee beans. They want to offer their own cold brew. And they want to keep it more centric to their brand. Um, so I've had some coffee shops say that. Others don't want to distract people away from ordering off their menu. Um, the coffee or matcha lattes or pastries. And they just they want to keep it clean and simple. They don't want all these different choices. They want to make it really easy, like an in and out menu. You know, you just have three items, you choose from it, and then you're out of there. Um, the other reason, which I didn't expect, is this is a focus energy drink which people are already getting that from coffee, you know, but then my response immediately is, well, true, you know, no doubt there, but we want them to buy the coffee from you. And then they grab a shot for the road that they can either boost in their coffee or they can have it later for a boost later in the day when they're dragging. Right. Or they can save it for tomorrow morning or they can have it with their coffee as a double boost. So we don't want to take them away. Cause to me, 
that's not a valid argument because it's total. It's a totally different experience from coffee. Right. Like right. people buy coffee for the experience of the place, the smell, the taste, the texture, and the you know hot like a hot cup of coffee in the morning. It's just a ritual or a cold brew or a latte that a shot just doesn't have that same feel or vibe as that. Right. So I'm not, I'm, I don't get that a lot, but when I do, I can come right back and say, Hey, this is the reason why you can carry it. And then if I, ha I have to go further, I just say, why don't you offer, let me give you four for free right now in a bowl, try it out for a week. If you see your coffee sales go down, let me know, but you, you probably won't, you know? Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, Starbucks sells some juices, some waters and things like that. And, it, yep. you know, I, I don't think anybody is stopping at Starbucks to pick up a, a, a bottle of water, right? I mean, they're going to get a coffee and maybe grab a water to go with it. Or maybe they have a kid that is having the water, it's, wouldn't have coffee in the first place. But uh, exactly. You know, I mean, you with that mindset, I mean, you have to kind of kind of exactly. look past that and figure that out. So exactly. The, the other thing beyond that is that there might be someone who's sensitive to caffeine that goes there, right? Right. A friend of a, you know, uh, those, someone's ordering and then their kid, like you said, who wants water or something else, or just someone, you know, their significant other that can't do caffeine, which is more and more people these days, are genius shots. The two of them do not have, has trace amounts because it's L-theanine in there, but very little. Um, it gives you energy from the mushrooms and the cacao and more stable, constant, you know, more calm energy. And so that's another thing that's really been a big um a big selling point. The one thing that I know does not work with coffee shops is energy drinks. It just, it's because it's also the other thing too, it's liquid, right? Like a shot is a small liquid. So you can only drink so much liquid with a coffee, but if you have a 16 ounce energy drink with a 10 ounce of coffee, I mean, you're going to be stopping four times on the road to go to the bathroom, you know? Right. So I know that Starbucks had an energy drink. You remember that their own brand? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they discontinued it because it just was too big of a conflict. It was too much liquid. People didn't like holding two things in their cup holder. And it just didn't, didn't, it didn't make sense. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, how are we doing on time? We doing all right. Yeah. We're at 40 minutes right now, but I mean, uh, let's, let's flip it over to you, man. Like, what are you, uh, how are you feeling about this year? How are you feeling personally? How are you feeling professionally? Tell us more what's, uh, going on with you mm. well it's been you know it's it's been an interesting year uh you know moving again uh, I'll, I'll be at 20 <laughs> 20 minutes away um it's it's uh but you know we love the house it's 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 great we really we really enjoy it uh i have to tell this story because it's it's such a cool story um last saturday you know we were getting up and uh we were headed to Asheville. i think i shared with everybody that we were going to Asheville. so get up in the morning and uh so we have uh this all season room that's it's screened and, and, and glass. So we go out there a lot and, you know, it just, we don't have much of a backyard, but uh, I'm talking with my hands here, but uh, it's just a little, it's not even a yard per se. It's, it's, there's some, there's like a retaining wall type and just a little seat, you know, a little area back there. And we have two chairs uh, that we've have made the trek with us since Ohio. We had them on our front porch in Ohio. They're now in our back quote unquote yard here. It's not, I don't even have to mow it. It's, it's more like some trees and pine and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, so we got these two chairs and two pillows on the chairs and they're more decorative than anything. And um, we would notice periodically that on one of the chairs, uh, the pillow would be off the chair. We, you know, we get up in the morning, the pillow would be off the chair. It's like, what, what's going on? 
Um, you know, and you know, it, it would happen not every day, just every once in a while. So last Saturday morning, um, I'm, I'm having my, my morning beverage and, uh, I'm, you know, just like this peripheral vision, I see something move in the backyard and I look and there are two foxes, like small, small mm-hmm. foxes, just going at it, like playing, rolling around, jumping up and down, all this stuff. And I, you know, I yell for him. I said, hey, come here. Yeah, I've never seen it. I mean, when, when's the last time you saw a fox, if ever, right? Only you know, on so I, I was going to say maybe TV, right? So these two, you know, it's just incredibly entertaining. They're, they're just running around, jumping. I mean, you just never seen anything like it. So in, in, you know, after watching them for a little bit, one of them jumps up on the chair, grabs the pillow in its mouth and just throws it. Yeah. So that's the and it's mystery, like, mystery this solved. Is what it, yeah, mystery solved. But uh, <laughs> we, we watched them for like 15 minutes. They were just running around and they just, it's just like their own little playground. So, uh, but no, so we really love the house. Thanks, Andy, for your comment. I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so the house has been great uh, work-wise, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been busy. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a change of pace, much bigger organization, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, a lot more of my role now is obviously more strategic, you know, be, you know, where I'm at in the, uh, in, in the hierarchy, it's not, you know, I'm not doing a lot of meetings with vendors. I'm not, um, you know, uh, making decisions on new items and things like that. I'm, I might, you know, if someone reaches out to, to make a contact with someone, I certainly will help facilitate that. But as far as actually making decisions on what items we're carrying and, uh, you know, as far as meeting with vendors, very little of that more of the strategy, you know, and, and long term thinking and things, things like that. So that's been a interesting change as far as that goes. Um, uh-huh. and certainly, uh-huh. as you know, the bigger the organization is, you know, the more different uh, pockets of, you know, you have operations, you have supply chain, you have marketing, you have, uh, you know, all these different areas that, you know, it, if you're a smaller organization, you've probably got someone wearing multiple hats, whereas, you know, the bigger you get, you know, the hats get passed around a little bit more. So that's, that's been an interesting learning curve. It's, it's, um, uh, you know, that's, that's something we've, uh, I've, I've been adjusting to it's, it's different. And then, um, you know, we've uh, opening stores, uh, we've got one scheduled to open here, another one scheduled mm-hmm. to open here in a couple of weeks in Florida. 162, 163, or what is that, that one? Mean? That one, uh, well, we, we've closed, you know, so we're still at currently at 160. That will be 161. And then um, I think it's been all over um, publicly. Uh, our parent company, Sinkasud, um, uh, you know, they're a multi, multi-billion dollar organization in South America. And uh, they released their quarterly report here most recently. And I think it got a lot of headlines as, as it pertains to the U.S. side, which is us, um, with regards to their plans for expansion in the U.S. And, you know, they threw some pretty, pretty uh, lofty numbers out there as far as how big they think we can grow. And I think the number that's made, you know, that everyone has pretty much, uh, you know, keyed in on is, I believe, 22 stores in two years, uh, mm-hmm. which is almost one a month, you know, so that's, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of looming and uh, exciting um, and a lot going on with that. So uh, yeah, we're, we're enjoying it. Renee's Renee's, you know, she's, uh, she's working, she loves it. Uh, we, we've just, you know, still, still getting acclimated a little bit being homeowners again for the first time in four years. And uh, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day, if, if you know, Renee and I, uh, you know, our focus is on each other. So as long as, as long as that remains in place, which obviously it has, uh, you know, we feel that we can get through pretty much anything. So it's 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 been a lot of fun. It's been a it's been a year and a half of transition and uh, continues mm-hmm. to be. So yeah, can't believe it's already been a year and a half. So I with know. all, yeah, just 
So with all with all that said, um, it's really exciting the amount of expansion that's happening. Is this going to be primarily, I'm guessing, all Southeast, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, or is it going to be heading more to the South? Like, where is the, where the, where are the expansion plans? Well, I think, um, you know, they haven't released publicly exact locations, but I think the statement that's been made is, is simply looking to grow in established areas. Um, I think if you go back, uh, established areas where we, you know, we already have a have our, our brand build up, which is, you know, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because that's what you're doing. Right. I mean, as far as building the brand and, 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 and hitting where people know who you are and, and what mm-hmm. you, you know, what you're about. And uh, you know, we, 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 we go as far South as Florida, we're up into Massachusetts uh, as far West as Oklahoma, although that's not, you know, we're not very, uh, you know, big over in that area, but I think the focus on growth is in the areas where, you know, we have some success and, and there's, there's feeling that there's some opportunity to grow there. I think if you go back, I don't know how long it's been because it was long before my time, but um, they actually did have a presence on the West coast and you might know this. Um, they were there and actually had stores in California yeah, at one yeah. point. Northern um, California, right? Or something. I, I'm not, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure. I just know that they expanded there and it didn't, it didn't work out, you know? And I think, uh, I, again, not being there, I, you know, there's a number of reasons for that, but I, you know, if I were to guess, I would say, you know, kind of the same thing. I mean, you're going so far away from your foothold, you know, and, and, and where everyone knows you and then trying to, and, and in that market, obviously a lot of competitiveness, right. With oh, yeah. all the, all those fantastic retailers that we know, right. you know, right. and so, trying to start off uh, a brand that is well known on the Southeast and, you know, East coast uh, moving to the West coast without, you know, without probably a lot behind it, um, you know? Uh, so, so it's good. Uh, it makes me feel good to, to know that that growth is going to come in, you know, where, where our stronghold is. So um, yeah, yep. that's, that's kind of where we're headed. Makes sense. And then like, what can you say like in, in the year and a half, right? You've been in your, in your, uh, in your position now, uh, do you miss more of the category management ground level with the vendors a lot now, or were you like, I, I did that, uh, you know, been there, done that. I want to transition to more, you know, where you're at now. Like what's your feelings on where you were, what you were doing before. And do you miss any of that? Well, most recently, obviously I was in California and, and, you know, uh, that was from a self, you know, fulfilling standpoint. I, I took a lot of, pride and enjoyment in working directly with brands. I mean, that's what I most liked about, you know, that the being able to, you know, I was talking to the Alex Bears, the Annie Woos, the, you know, Laura Orleys, and, and I was dealing with so many emerging brands and founders directly. And, and I really, truly enjoyed that, you know, and, and I do miss that part of it. Um, I think if you go back to my career in Ohio and, and how, how that moved, how I moved up there, um, you know, when I left there, I wasn't doing a lot of, one-on-one meetings with brand, you know, I, I had, I still was managing a few categories just because, you know, it was, it was still a relatively small organization, um, middle size, however you want to say it. But for the most part, I had handed off most of my, um, most of my buying category manager responsibilities to my team. Um, and I was doing a lot of the strategic things there. So it's, it's kind of come in full circle, right? I left there, uh, took a step back in scope of, as, as far as responsibility to, in Louisiana, but a much bigger organization. So I was meeting with people um, to some extent, still had category managers underneath me, but uh, a little bit more hands-on with vendors and meetings and food shows and things like that. 
California, very hands-on, you know, very, uh, you know, obviously intimately involved with a lot of those people. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of come back to where I'm, I'm, I've got a strong team underneath me. And, th- and that's something too, that, um, you know, I think it, it goes with anyone, whether you're an entrepreneur founder or, you know, someone in my role, um, you're only as good as the people underneath you. And fortunately for me, uh, I've got an outstanding team, you know, so it, it, it allows me to not have to worry about things because I know my team's taking care of it because they're fantastic. They're excellent category managers and they make fact-based decisions, database decisions. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm really thankful for that. So yeah, it's, it's different. You know, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's probably like you, you know, there's, there's things you miss about genius and, you know, doing some things you were doing, but then mm-hmm. now you've, you've kind of got, you know, a, a little bit more adrenaline and rejuvenation with this, the shot thing, you know, it's new, you're knocking on doors, probably doing some things that you haven't had to do as much over the last few years. But uh, mm-hmm. in some cases, it's kind of like getting a little bit of uh, fresh air, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a golf course, right? Fresh air. Um, you know, I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I, um, you know, just in, in uh, topic in this topic, right. Of doing sales, I think a CEO always misses sales, right? Cause that's how you start. You start your brand with doing sales. Most CEOs are tremendous salespeople, because if you're not if you're not a salesperson, you don't belong in being a CEO unless you have a ton of money behind you. You can hire a VP of sales or something, but no one sells it like the CEO. And when I go out there and visit coffee shops, the close rates are great. Go to natural stores, um, you know. And I also have the, you know, I don't I don't know what to call like what the word is, but clout maybe or mm-hmm. just the reputation where you know mm-hmm. nine and a half ten years of running Genius Juice with the smoothies and. You know, being in Jimbo's for seven years, eight years, right? And uh, and you and you brought in some new flavors in there as well, right? We had the protein line in there, and then the, and you brought the mocha vanilla cinnamon in there. And so, um, with all that said, you know, we've been in there for many years, so it, it's an easier conversation based on relationship. But it's not just the relationship. I mean, that that gets you in the door, and they're they're going to give you the time and day, right? Because every buyer, category manager is busy. But also coming out with something that is relevant, timely, and needed, and different. Because you could be different, but it's not timely. I mean, I could have come out with a, you know, with a with a um, I can't even think. You know, a a garlic, uh, a garlic shot with wheatgrass in it that has a shot of you know whatever a creatine. You know, it's like that's different, but it's going to taste like shit, and it's not going to do well, right? So. I wanted to make sure that it was something timely, trendy, but also can cross over to be something understandable, right? It's focus and energy. Who doesn't understand that? But it has functional ingredients that people that shop at Jimbo's or Mother's or Lazy or Erewhon, they know functional mushrooms. I would say about 50% of them, maybe 40, 50% know what lines mean or they've heard of it and they're familiar enough to like be like, oh, let me turn to the back. Let me see what this product is all about. But the funnest part for me was the branding beyond the formula and like, you know, not to toot my own horn, but like, this is totally fucking different from like anything on a store shelf. (laughs) And I'm sure there's going to be someone that copies me. I, I bet you like in half a year or a year, um, they're going to be like, Oh, black and white. Why didn't we think of that? And they're going to come out with a new line of black and white or whatever. Um, and I know there's going to be a chocolate shot. For sure. Like that's going to be maybe in a year, maybe two years, maybe they're waiting to see how it does. But like, I love being different yet being relevant where people still buy it and they want it. 
and I think like, again, don't want to be uh, like drinking my own Kool-Aid here. I feel like we nailed that element of it where it tastes great. It's functional. People love functional mushrooms. And then they also see, you know, this whole thing on, you know, the front, you know, the no brain yeah. fog logo, you know, and then the uh, daily nootropics. Nootropic is a very hot word. So again, the product is only as good as where it's distributed, in my opinion. Right. right. So we're not going to go into Ralph's love Ralph's shop there every week, but we can go into lazy acres in Hermosa beach and we'll do just fine. So, so that's been the funnest part is the branding, the marketing, the words. I mean, even, you know, like the side, like, you know, all of our sell sheets, right. It's like a story as the genius right. guy, the way the brand looks, yep. you know, the rainbow, the, the black and white rainbow. So all that has been really, really a lot of fun. But, and then once it got on shelf, I was like, holy shit, this looks different. You know, like I didn't really know until it was done. Everyone else's rainbow color, ours is that. So with all that said, um, the other thing I've learned from, and I know we're, you know, don't want to go too overtime is how to, how to pull back responsibly and not just be driven by revenue. And that is the ultimate discipline right. <laughs> for any owner, any CEO, which is, I, I just, I'll say no here because I'll get more revenue. Sure. But is this going to serve the company well and the shareholders well and my bottom line well? And maybe half the time it doesn't. And you have to say no, because it just doesn't make sense to launch in there. Or if you do launch in there, you have to have tremendous money or support or merchandisers to make it successful. And I think like, you know, I look at brands that did it right. I feel that brands like Koya did it right. Mm -hmm. You know, they started just in Whole Foods, I think for almost two years, you know, they raised a first round, but they didn't go everywhere. And then they took three, four years to really start going into the conventional stores. And they had the people, the money, the know-how. They also did a lot of research behind flavors, what flavors did well, what flavors did not. They discontinued very quickly if something didn't do well. So I think that's why Koi is where it's at. You know, I give them respect because, you know, they, they, they rolled it out responsibly and they took their time. I mean, they're, they're eight years in now, mm -hmm. almost a nine, nine years in. And they're still not everywhere, right? They're still not, I mean, they're in 7-Eleven, but. Right. So I think that's the big learning point with brand owners. Uh, when I talk to different owners now, some stories are really difficult. They're like, I have less than six months of runway. You know, I, I, my credit, my credit's maxed, blah, 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 blah. You know, I talk with a lot of people, right? And so uh, others are doing fine. Others are really uh, uh, struggling. And the first thing that I tell them, you know, just as a friend, I say, cut your budget as much as possible. Don't worry about revenue. Right. Like, unless you're like wanting to exit in two years and you have all this money, then you can push revenue up to prop it up and then just sell it. Just focus on surviving and making sure you have cash in the bank. And if you have to cut your salary and cut your two salespeople, yeah, you're going to lose some revenue, but at least you're still alive. Right. You know, right. that's been that's hard for owners to do because we want to grow the business and be aggressive. And, you know, if a major retailer approached me right now and said, we'll launch your shots in 800 stores and it's a retailer that I shop at, I would still say no, you know, because I'm like, we're not ready and we right. don't have the money to support it. And if we don't do well there, we're not going to get back in for years. Right. 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 So it's it takes a lot of discipline as a CEO and owner to say no. And I think more people are saying no more than ever because they realize 
you know, I just want to survive and get through this tough period. Definitely. Definitely. Well said. Yeah. Well, we're at the, uh, the bewitching hour here. We're at three thirty-four. Your stomach's probably grumbling. Yes, sir. So anything else, uh, want to chat about before we wrap it up? Are you doing the other segment or no? Uh, do you want to do the, uh, just the sponsors? No, well, well, I'll say the sponsor. I just want to give one shout out. We are, are you, do you have something you want to stuff you love or no? Oh yeah. The stuff we love. Yeah, yeah. of course. I was going to cool. say, let's do, let's do that. Cause I've got something queued up for once, which normally I don't. It's, it's so funny. The one time that I forgot about it was the one time. You, I, uh, I'm ready. You, I'm you ready for All once. Right. All right. So let's do stuff we love. And again, if you want to send us stuff that we probably will love, we'll talk about it. So That's right. wait, go ahead. Yeah, you're, so, you're a bit. so, so last week, uh, you know, we, I mentioned that I was going to Asheville and I logged off the computer, go get something to eat, which I'm about to do again today. And I had a message from Sarah Stender Delaney of uh, Cirilla. And she, she sent me a nice message and she said, Hey, you know, um, I'm, if, if you're there um, I'll, and now that I'm trying to do this, if, if you're going to Asheville, stop here. I'm going to, you know, uh, she was sponsoring something there and uh, I'm trying to put the link up. I'm doing terrible at multitasking. <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, I want to shout out her, her, her brand, which it's is a great product. It's Cirilla. It is. Great it's product. delicious. And I'm trying to uh, trying to put the link up. And it's I like the branding, too. I love yeah. the, the burst like in the lines. Like, I think it's really catchy. Yeah. So, of course, it's not letting me it's not letting me into I'm going to try it one more time to put the link in. Here we go. What's, what's the uh, what's the website? I've got it. There it is. OK, cool. Um, yeah. So she sent me a nice note and uh, we stopped by. She was uh, there was a new brewery that was opening up and she was sponsoring their grand opening. And so we stopped by uh, actually had a bite to eat in uh, Cirilla and uh, really enjoyed it. So I wanted to acknowledge Sarah and uh, how much we enjoyed uh, our visit there and really appreciate her and what she did. So good cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I usually don't really like sparkling beverages because there's so many and they all seem like the same to me. And he got Wade taking a big chug of it for those that are not watching. And he authentically really enjoys it. I it's good tell. stuff. It's good stuff. So, but uh, Sarah did send me samples and I was obsessed. There was a vanilla uh, Roybus. Is it Roybus? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? The, yeah. This one, the one I have currently is the uh, hibiscus green tea. Mm. Yeah. That, that must be, that's such a great combination. Yeah. Have you, have you had the vanilla one? I have. The vanilla, vanilla Rubius infusion, I think, is the one you're talking about. Yep. That yeah. one's amazing. And it's like so freaking clean and clean energy and some some great mm. flavor, you know apple black ginger white uh yep. there's a tulsi lime infusion a lemon black um just just great product and 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 great people so yeah okay. if you haven't checked it make sure you do so oh i, th I was gonna say she might have uh she might have popped on there so yeah she comment yes i think yeah, that might be stuff. her great stuff Thanks so much wade there it is okay um so this i got this from the uh the sprouts like the you know the uh the new items right like the discovery little section is uh, and uh, her name is um is uh, diana she's a friend of mine known her for years and she has magic dates she's usually just had like chocolate covered like or just dates and different things like that or chocolate covered stuff but this one's just really good it's snack bites 
it's a choco coconut cookie, 100% dark chocolate covered dates. There's eight of them in here and they just taste really good. They're not too sweet. They're organic. It's super simple ingredients, cacao nibs, coconut cream, dates, walnuts, shredded coconut. I love that. And there's another one that I got also from the sprout section, which is called the wise bar. So it's almost like a, you know, like there's a lot of smart things going on at Sprouts. You got IQ bar, you got smart, uh, wise bar, but this one is uh, an energy one with 3000 milligrams of adaptogens, ashwagandha, MCT, cordyceps, and lion's mane. I mean, that's speaks my language, right? So it has a little owl on the front. So you can check that out at the Sprouts, um, little innovation set there. And then I'm a big bar guy. So I got the cookie dough this week for midday Good squares. stuff. So, good stuff. Two for five dollars at um at Sprouts. So good stuff. So I know you want to we, we don't have a sponsor this week, but we do want to talk about our ongoing sponsor, and I'll let you do that. But in segueing into that, we should note that uh our sponsor, uh Mr. Luke Abbott of V Driven, is going to be our guest next week. So oh. Oh. yeah. So there's a good segue into the plug. Exactly. So uh you'll hear a lot about it next week, but uh <laughs> We'll talk a little bit about a little bit about them and him this week. So uh, V Driven, they're um, our premier long-term partner. They're a CPG partner for emerging purpose-driven brands. They feel growth and innovation by providing strategies and support in every phase of the retail journey, from leadership coaching, brand management, accounting, sales strategy. They also do deduction. I got to add this one in because I always ad lib that. But they do deduction management. They're going to fight deductions for you. They have a whole team that just. They, they beat up to get every single penny possible um, when there's a mistake on the deduction side, which happens in this business. And they have a leadership team that has decades of real life experience. I mean, from Brandon Mahin, Luke Abbott and others, um, they just know what they're doing. I just love that they also do accounting because they charge way less than other accountants do and CPAs. And what I love about it is they know CPG. They're CPG focused. So if you're a CPG brand, Talk to Luke Abbott and then his um, there's vdriven.com displayed in the comment there. And then if you want to email Luke Abbott, it's just L-U-K-E dot Abbott, A-double-B-O-double-T at vdriven.com. Yep. Boom. All right. Well, it's time to eat. That's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm eating. Eating. That's a good yes. That's a good plan. I love eating that. Eating and, and, and just enjoying the long weekend with Renee. That's all it should be, man. And you deserve right. it. You deserve the break. You've been working your ass off. Yes, sir. And you do as well. So... Enjoy it and uh, look forward to chatting with you and, and Luke next weekend and, and uh, have a great birthday, buddy. Thank you so much. Love you, buddy. Love Thank you, buddy. you again. This has been, and I got to say, it's been cool to return to just us too. We're like, we really got to expand on so many topics, read the comments. So I really, uh, really enjoy this and really uh, thank you to the CPG community for just continuing to support us and supporting me and Wade. Definitely. Definitely. We can't thank you. We wouldn't be who we are without them, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right, everyone. We'll have a safe and wonderful long Labor Day weekend, and we will catch you next Friday, 2.30, 5.30 Eastern with our special guest, Luke Abbott with V Driven. Take care, everyone.